From my window that overlooks a small park, I saw something the other day that almost made me cry. A young man, maybe 16 or 17, was sitting on a bench with an older guy, and he was probably in his late 70s, and from what I could see, they were playing checkers. Who plays checkers anymore? So it got me wondering about the connection between them. Were they granddad and grandson, friends? What struck me was the bond between them. With so much technology, social media, peer pressure, family breakdowns, it seems human connections are falling apart. It's not just kids either. Seniors are really isolated, lonely and struggling, which I suppose is why mental health is becoming such a prevalent topic. Too many people struggle internally and it's just not right. There is good news though. Mental health issues are now being recognized worldwide, and here in White Rock, the Peace Arch Hospital Foundation has taken great strides in creating programs that deal with these issues for both youth and seniors. There's a lot being done, and in a moment, we'll talk to those who are making a difference. This is The Power to Heal. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at TD Bank Group. When people feel confident about their health, they feel better about their future. Since 1998, TD has invested over 83.5 million Canadian dollars in hospitals, healthcare programs, and children's health. TD is committed and ready to build on this history by supporting innovative research, solutions, and technology that create more equitable health outcomes for all. Learn more by visiting td.com slash readycommitment. In this series of podcasts, we'll focus on the many innovative ways the Peace Arch Hospital has been an integral part of its community. We'll talk to those who were instrumental in creating new initiatives for the hospital to grow and evolve along with the town it served. In this episode, we'll take a look at the Foundation's Healthy Community Initiative. We'll explore mental health from both ends of the spectrum, youth and seniors, with the Executive Director of Alexandra Neighborhood House, Penny Bradley, and Kathy McIntyre, a retired registered nurse and community volunteer. Leading the conversation is a long-standing resident of White Rock, veteran television and radio broadcaster Wayne Cox. With a personal connection to the Peace Arch Hospital, Wayne is no stranger to the many positive attributes of the hospital and its foundation. Having raised three kids and being a grandfather to six grandkids, you can well imagine how many times over the years I've had to call on the hospital for medical care. Uh, one of my boys, when he was quite young, we were sledding down one of the hills in White Rock and he got clipped from behind and and his head cracked down on the ice. It was a quick trip to Peace Arch, and it was just reassuring to know that help was so close by. Let's listen in as Wayne, Kathy McIntyre, and Penny Bradley take a close look at how the Peace Arch Hospital Foundation is making a huge difference to identify and take positive action for those with mental health concerns in the White Rock, South Surrey community. We want to talk about the Foundation's Healthy Community Program. Now, it promotes health and wellness in the community. Penny Bradley, you're the executive director of Alexandra Neighborhood House in Crescent Beach. How are you connected with the Foundation's Healthy Community Initiative? I've been connected personally over a number of years, participating on the Healthy Community Steering Committee. And there was a grants committee as well that I think both Kathy and I were on at one stage. Mm -hmm. And also connected through our grants. So there's been a really nice collaborative partnership there where we've been able to 
you know, really engage fully with uh, the foundation and brainstorm and challenge ourselves to do things a little bit differently. How many people are on the steering committee? 12 to 17, somewhere in there, Wayne. I imagine from all walks of life. Yes, a nice broad spectrum of people. And the nice thing about the steering committee is that it's one of those meetings that nobody comes to the room with any ego. It's very collaborative. It's very open and honest. And you don't have to worry about getting into a group think because it's quite comfortable to state your opinion and everybody tolerates that. I was just going to add, I think it's really about bettering our community, right? I think we all have the same goal, yes, uh, exactly. making sure that we're contributing to a healthy community. So that's, that's really the center of the work for us all. Kathy McIntyre, you're a retired registered nurse. Uh, so you must bring something to the table that yeah, maybe well, others wouldn't. I do have a healthcare background and first came in contact with the foundations when I was working in Emerge, when I managed the emergency department. And then laterally after I retired, I um, had a little trouble sitting around. So Dr. Grace Park and I started the Seniors Health Network. And really, I got to healthy communities as sort of a voice for seniors, because a lot of community programs, you know, talk about youth and talk about kids. And but our community is very inclusive. So seniors are at the table virtually for everything. Well, seniors are are a big segment of the population here in the peninsula. What benefit do they receive from this committee? Well, as far as I'm concerned, uh, with the Seniors Health Network, we were an unfunded community-based seniors organization. So we relied very heavily on grants. When you have a community-based committee, you kind of limp from grant to grant to grant because you really don't have any sustainable funding. So I was the recipient of a number of grants that ran programs that served seniors in the community. We did a health literacy program in partnership with libraries and brought in some fabulous speakers We implemented a really cool program at the hospital. So many seniors in our community live alone and it's time to go home from the hospital and they call you a cab and off you go. But you're 92 and you live by yourself. Hmm. So we implemented a volunteer program and we had volunteers drive the seniors home and take them in the house and get them settled and make sure they were safe. So that's a very cool program. Of course, it's been aborted due to COVID, but I'm hoping it gets up and running again. As Wayne, Kathy, and Penny get deeper into the discussion, we find the enthusiasm for how the Peace Arch Hospital Foundation operates is infectious. Kathy McIntyre elaborates on what makes the foundation so innovative. And of course, the other thing that I think should be mentioned, our foundation is probably, I would suggest the only foundation in British Columbia, if not in Canada, that's invested in what we call upstream. So usually the foundations are associated with the hospital. They raise money for equipment and capital projects. But our foundation is looking more broadly and inclusively at health. And a lot of the programs we run are to keep people well and keep them out of hospital. So I think we're very fortunate in that regard. There's a grants committee of the foundation, which I still sit on. And then the Healthy Communities Committee looks at the big over $100,000 kind of projects. Wow. And as Penny explains, youth initiatives are equally as important as those for seniors. Yeah, they're often projects, I think, that wouldn't get funded any other way. As an example, our youth-based project, similar to what Kathy was saying, we're, we're a grassroots organization, so we really support community from behind. Yeah. And it's often these ideas that blossom up and the needs blossom up from people in our community. And then we support from behind. And I think that's what the Hospital Foundation is also doing, is supporting us to do the work that's really needed here in a very place-based way. 
uh, the Youth Space Project. It's such an inspiring project and it really grew out of those needs that the youth had. And the Peace Arts Hospital Foundation Community Grant really has been a core anchor to that project. It's meeting youth needs in a way that uh, we weren't able to do even with our ministry funded programs. It's actually a space for youth to contribute, to be leading their work in their own community. They're really engaged in the community in a meaningful way. And Peace Arch has been central to that. And I think if we had tried to get that funding another way, we're often seen as a very affluent community. And we all know that we have vulnerabilities within our community. And so having a place-based foundation like this is incredibly helpful to all of us. And you take the um, Generations Park on 16th Avenue. First of all, most foundations wouldn't have sponsored that, but if they did, it would have been for kids. But that park's not, and that's why it's called Generations, because there's equipment there that's specific for seniors. So seniors, those living with disabilities, kids, it's for all generations. And of course, it's part of a you know, a big master plan. The next thing we'd really like is a zip line down to the beach, but <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Now speak a little more on this Generations Park, because that's something that a hospital foundation, I, I, know. I don't think, uh, uh, you know, the usual hospital foundation would even consider funding. No, you're quite right. But this is a foundation that believes in wellness. I mean, you look at the average sort of 65-year-old who's newly diagnosed with diabetes, now, a lot of them, if they get off some weight and exercise regularly, they'll keep their diabetes at bay. So you can actually both prevent and manage chronic disease through exercise and wellness. The um, physicians in town are also very engaged. We work closely with the Division of Family Practice, and they have an initiative called EIM, Exercise is Medicine, where your doctor actually writes you a prescription for exercise. Mm. Because it's well known, you can decrease your reliance on medication, and you can prevent and manage your chronic disease. It's very cool. Well, it's like, I think you spoke to Drew about uh, the Move for Life project. Yes. So Move for Life would normally be in most communities, a program for youth, kids, maybe adults, but ours include seniors. So through the local soccer association, they've developed a seniors walking soccer program. Mm. Much like the one they do, I think it's in Coquitlam where they have a big program. And that got a lot of attention. That's really getting a lot of people active. Well, not only active, but I, I think Drew brought up the point too, that it's very social. That's huge. You know, getting the mental activity going too. Yeah. Well, and they say that social isolation is probably as bad for you as a pack of cigarettes a day. Wow. Now, there's the comparison. And I, yeah. Yeah. and I think that's really across generations, honestly. Those are the issues, I yeah. think, for youth as well. The social isolation piece has been a, a real challenge during COVID, especially. Yeah. And I think we'll see more of that coming out of COVID with the families as well. Physical wellness, social wellness. Many communities address these issues, but often programs come at a direct financial cost to the patient. Here's Kathy to explain other innovative ways the foundation steps in to help the community. There's another good example. The foundation, there's a wonderful program that's run by the city of White Rock called, it's quite a handle, Exercise for the Prevention and Management of Chronic Disease. And it runs over at the Center for Active Living. It's very well attended. It has very good outcomes. But one of the barriers is that it's about 400 bucks for, I think it's for three months. So for a lot of people on a fixed pension income, that's a showstopper. So mm. the foundation gave us enough money to subsidize about 50 people a year for each of three years. So that takes away the financial barrier and we've had tremendous success. But one of the big components is not just the physical, it's the social. Mm -hmm. 
the Tuesday group. They go to their exercise. They socialize. They go for lunch afterwards. They've made some tremendous connections. If you don't show up, somebody from the group calls you. <laughs> it's fabulous. Yeah. I was involved in a, a rehab program after I had some stents in my heart, and it was uh, very social. I was yes. expecting just a gymnasium, and I'd go through the motions. And, but we would have uh, we would have a graduation ceremony when yeah. someone yeah. <laughs> when someone <laughs> ended their program, and and people would applaud, and it, yeah. you got to know the people, and uh, it was it was really uh, it it made you want to go every week. Well, and that's yeah. we sort of tried to fashion this program and people's experience on the cardiac rehab. And I mean, Fred's a bit of a pie piper too. He attracts <laughs> yeah. a lot of people and keeps them there. I was just going to say, I think sometimes we underestimate those natural supports that we all need in our communities, yeah. right? And those opportunities to connect with each other are so, so important. And you've, you've got an, an automatic common bond. You've both experienced some sort of cardiac issue. Now, I know the Healthy Community Grants have been invaluable to both of you. Can you share a little more about those funds and how they were used and the impact on the community? Penny, how has that impacted Alexandra House? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've been around over 100 years now, and we've really emerged with the community and what those needs are in a community. So we really try to flow with what the needs are and, and develop from there. So things often change, but things like our community gardens have grown out of those community needs and actually were seeded with money from the Peace Arch Hospital Foundation as well. And again, they have their own governance structures now. So these are people coming together with a common bond, like Kathy was saying, to do things that they're uh, enjoying together and and socially minded, right? So there's a social element, there's a healthy element around learning how to grow your own food and what you can do with those foods to actually connecting in a broader way. So these are, again, those natural supports that people have. The other pieces of our work are the early years, of course, are front and center, I think, these days. Youth are also a very important element in, in what we're trying to do because they're our future. You know, there really are going to be those young people that if they're connected and civically engaged, they're going to make a difference in their own communities throughout their adult life uh, in the same way that the contributors to the Peace Arts Hospital Foundation do. Right. So these are really healthy, good things for our community and a neighborhood and house. Uh, kind of what we do. Yeah. <laughs> And without the financial assistance from the foundation, you might have a pretty uh, tough row there. Absolutely. I mean, often our community, White Rock, South Surrey, is really considered an affluent community. And we're often advocating for more supports and resources from the provincial lens and the, the local lens from the city of Surrey and White Rock. Uh, and with a foundation that really is place-based and really mindful of what these needs are locally, it allows us to do so much more and so much more collaboratively, I think, too. So those of us that deliver programs in this area are often working together on these things and are mindful of how these how we can support each other in the work. So the competition is lessened because we're actually working together, which is mm. phenomenal. So I, I feel very fortunate to, to have the community here to work with. And Kathy, uh, you must you must be very excited about the new programs that are coming up, the projects rather, the new ER and also the operating rooms. Now, as a former nurse, maybe you can talk a bit about that. Well, I'm, I'm probably not the most current in terms of those projects, but I know that the uh, surgical expansion should be opening. And I mean, our surgical suites at Peace Arch are really, really old. So this is a much needed improvement. Plus, they, I don't know if you've seen the, the building. It's, it looks like a freestanding building, but it hooks up to the main building with a walkway. Mm -hmm. So it'll be very nice. And I think the Emerge moves into the new accommodation and then renovates the old so they can use both spaces. Yes, those are both very exciting for the hospital and for the community. Because we've seen such an expansion in our community over yes. the past number of years. I mean, yeah. uh, the need is, I don't think it's ever been greater. 
no, the need is huge. Kathy, you mentioned Dr. Grace Park, and uh, mm -hmm. she was front and center with the Youth Vine Clinic as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's been operating now really with the support of Peace Arch Hospital and some sessional dollars from the ministries and Fraser Health and MCFD, uh, but really meeting those needs of youth in our local community that maybe are too shy to go into their their physician, their family physician, their family practitioner, uh, and they're able to come in for supports, whether it's for mental health, uh, we're connected to the Child Youth Mental Health Office across as well. And Alex House has been supporting from behind with the youth worker also involved. So when those wait lists are long for our young people to get into mental health, there's actually some supports where we can bridge a little bit between the services. So between the medical and then the social interventions that can happen as well. But that's been really well funded, too, by the Peace Arch Hospital. And that program is called, again? The Vine Youth Clinic. Vine Youth Clinic, right. And it's yeah. a great example of a grassroots program where the community responded to an obvious need. And instead of waiting for the ministry to come along and say, here, we'll set up this program for you, it rose from the community, from a need, was funded by the foundation, and now it's got some links into the uh, to the ministry. And that's how a lot yeah. of things in, in, in our community get going get started is from the grassroots, which is fabulous. It was nice working at the hospital because it was always one of those um, kind of go-to places if you had a new project or there was a new initiative, well, let's start it at Peace Arch because it's always had that culture where it was willing to try new things and having a supportive foundation certainly helps. Yeah, no, I mean, we're very assets-based, right? We're not looking at all the deficits. We actually see people as contributors. So if we if they need to come in for a support at any stage in our community, we meet them where they're, where they're at, but they're, we also see that they're capable, right? So this yeah. is a kind of nice wraparound piece that we're all aware of and contribute to. The other thing that's important to me sitting on the grants committee is you get to see all these really exciting grants to do work in our community, but unless they're integrated and wrap around, they're not going to work. And you see so many people who have a good idea, but they come to the community and they don't, they don't get in touch with sources. They don't get in touch with ComeShare. They don't figure out how the community operates so that they can integrate. And you never want to bring services into your community and just pile them on top of things. Doesn't work. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I thank you very much, uh, both of you, for sharing uh, your stories, sharing your time, and uh, and thank you for your service to the community. We really appreciate it. Always innovating, always changing with the times. The story of Peace Arch Hospital Foundation has many chapters. This podcast sheds light on mental health and the foundation's healthy community grants program that supports these initiatives. We're thrilled to bring you this story. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at TD Bank Group. When people feel confident about their health, they feel better about their future. Since 1998, TD has invested over 83.5 million Canadian dollars in hospitals, healthcare programs, and children's health. TD is committed and ready to build on this history by supporting innovative research, solutions, and technology that create more equitable health outcomes for all. Learn more by visiting td.com slash readycommitment. Innovation comes to life in so many ways at the Peace Arch Hospital Foundation. During the month of November, consider how you can help Peace Arch Hospital Foundation take care of your family and friends in the community. The simple act of giving is truly transformational. Every dollar received is enhancing health care in the White Rock, South Surrey community. Whether it's supporting capital infrastructure, the purchase of essential medical equipment, or funding wellness programs, it all matters and it all makes a difference. 
Right now, the Foundation is sharing the heartwarming story of how one individual's circle of care came full circle at the Peace Arch Hospital. If you're interested in learning more, head over to pahfoundation.ca slash give. You'll find additional information on the Peace Arch Hospital Foundation website. In our next episode, we'll explore a host of different ways that you can receive tax benefits from your donations to the Peace Arch Hospital Foundation, and we'll hear some very innovative suggestions and stories about community giving that may surprise you. 